A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Egg Chasers and welcome to another Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and we're here to talk about domestic matters in a midweek domestic podcast. MWDP is here, Uh, it's the same three um, brethren, myself, (laughs) I'm Tim, Wagwan JB. (laughs) Hello. Uh, (laughs) Alright Phil. Hello. Uh, right, we're gonna, so we're gonna, we've done. If you're listening, thinking you're going to hear about Six Nations stuff, we've already done that. It's in our feed. It's the podcast the before one. this one, so go go listen to that. Um, go and, listen to the hashtag Downfall 2018 spectacular podcast. The crescendo of JB's hashtag Downfall 2018 so far. Just yeah. just just the start of Downfall 2018, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when does Downfall 2018 conclude? Does Eddie Jones have to be fired or? I think you've not been that specific. Well, I guess you have been specific. Loss. He said they're going to finish third in the Six Nations. Yep. Um, and they're going to have a 3 0 loss to South Africa in the summer. Yes. So part one of that is had a significant boost uh, after the weekend. On the game that I said it would as well, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so, yes. Well, oh, hold on. Let's, not to go over the other podcast because we're pretty <laughs> much repeating ourselves. Ireland and Scotland. England will means. grind Scotland into dust, quote England, JB. England boots Scotland and Ireland in our pre Six Nations <laughs> predictions. We, did, uh, we didn't actually get into it last time, but JB also predicted wins for Italy and Wales. In, yeah. On the previous England, so, Italy, and Wales were, were his predictions. He also mm. predicted that James Haskell would start and Liam Williams would not start. Yeah. So he was zero and five on yes. predictions for last and week's then, podcast. But it, it, oh, I, I wouldn't begrudge him because I, I think we were one and five for our Avicii <laughs> Premiership predictions this weekend because oh, it's yeah. been a bonkers week of rugby in general. Oh, yeah. Some of these results. I yeah. Mean, uh, furious, absolutely furious, and even even a couple of them. When you, uh, oh, hold on, when, you, when, you say, when you say furious, is that just because your beloved Sale Sharks um, was, narrowly lost? Well, because uh, I had money on it as many. Oh, money just well. money, yeah. money and love and pride, and, pride yeah, yeah. and I, I just simply can't believe it. Sorry, Phil, what were you saying? Well, two of the results that we did predict, Exeter and I me and you predicted Exeter and Bath, Tim. They only happened thanks to last-minute tries as well. Yeah, on the they, conversion? Yeah, they were both almost against the predictions that we made. So it was almost a completely bonkers weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, shall we... OK, so maybe there's something in here which we can all kind of coalesce around and agree on, i.e. something which we all would have predicted and we all agree on, which is Leicester Tigers, not them winning, but how good is Brendan O'Connor? Brendan O'Connor... 
had a great game. Brendan O'Connor is the best in the league at what he does. Uh, he, as that as that link man. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right in terms of the handling and athleticism as a, an upside flanker. So last year he was outstanding. Yeah. One of the reasons he was outstanding is because Aaron. Aaron Major had them playing a certain way, so he'd always pick up tries. He was always, you know, yeah. out on the wing. This year, he's been a little bit limited by injury. It's a different system, but he was superb today, and, and he's so much more skillful than his, well, the next best. And guy. he creates instant balance when you've got two whopping yeah. great big human beings in Sione Calamaphoni and Mike Williams. Yeah. Someone like Brendan O'Connor instantly changes the dynamic, which, yeah. which is why I'm absolutely sure people will start talking about him in terms of the, an England squad soon because. He will. He could add. It's weird that we didn't talk about him last year. Is part of the England squad though. Because it I is. Thought he had a better season last last year. Well, yeah, he's missed a lot of this season, but he's he's only been back for maybe four four weeks, and he's had an instant impact for Leicester. None more so than today. But albeit the the uh, and you see, Mark Bakewell's going to get m- most of the credit. Um, Leicester's new forwards coach, but it just felt like a different Leicester against Saracens. It did. It felt like uh, certainly a Leicester pack of old. They w- were very, very physical and, well, more than matched. Um, a slightly depleted but still very experienced and very capable Saracens pack up front, which gave the platform for Tamua uh, and Tuolagi and Toulouse Veanu, who were all exceptional to do the damage. Uh, just a quick one on this. You were at the game today, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum Clark, that looked like a bad injury. It looks like a broken wrist to me. There was a few injuries, yeah. The Callum Clark uh, went down and then his replacement, uh, Sione Vailanu, the guy they got yep. in, the Tongan, um, he, he went off as well. And they had, they had their replacement hooker, Scott Sperling, on on the flank for six, oh. 60 minutes, which Ooh. it was Scout Brits' first game back, so I'm sure they weren't intending to give him a full 80. So... Um, yeah, that, that that but that's only a slightly mitigating circumstance because Leicester had their own injuries in the first minute, didn't they? They're, yeah, who went down? I can't remember. Um, uh, oh, it was um, Gareth Owen. Gareth Owen, How, yeah. And any news on him? Uh, that looked bad. That, that, that I think that was a sh- dislocated shoulder. Oh, was it? Because he was very still on the floor, and all the BT Sports people were talking about his ankle. Yeah, we thought it looked like it could have been his knee or ankle, but then he got up, um, cl- clutching his shoulder, and um, yeah, big old boy, Gareth Owen. He is. Yeah, he's a big lad, and he's been playing pretty well when he when he's had the opportunity this season. Um, so, you were say you were saying about Mark ba- Mark Bakewell. Then it struck me, and you can give us a little glimpse behind the curtain here, Tim. Was there some chat pre-game about what Leicester were going to do, or did you all just start saying they're going to play more direct because they played more more direct? No, I think the general chat before the game was uh, that. It- what we'd heard I think Brendan O'Connor did an interview in the week where he revealed and then it's been widely reported ah. since because it's quite a good headline thing that you can grab hold of is that Mark Bakewell had the forwards in at 6.30 in the morning doing a bit of boxing oh yeah yeah they, they loved that yeah. they absolutely loved it they loved it more than um, let's think, 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 think I mean I mentioned it in the pre-game chat with Matt O'Connor uh, yeah. Nick Mullins mentioned it yeah. in the intro uh, to the game when he's going through the teams um, they mentioned it in the in, in the chat in the build up because it's yeah. it's a great story it sounds like a great story Yeah, no, uh, the idea of rugby players going in and, and beating lumps out of each other in training I'm trying to think of other facts which people love which people love to throw out there which are, uh, Nick know, Kennedy mum's an author well that's the one <laughs> <laughs> annoyingly the only one I can think of is Nick Kennedy's mum's an author but that's not actually a well known fact no it's not just <laughs> well, by you it is now yeah uh tommy bill shoe owns a shoe company yeah just yeah it, it did it felt like it fe- it was fitting into that that category today 
Yeah, but it was, it was a great story. I mean, I I did chat to um, George Shooter, who was there doing some commentary with Talk Sport. Okay, and head coach of Loughborough, no? Yeah, uh, along with I think is it Brett Deakins doing some stuff there? Anyway, uh, uh, it would make sense if he was because they're, because they're using a lot of their A team players. That's there, right. Because yeah. there's no A team. I mean, that's a topic what? for a, for a quieter weeks. No, no, it's not. There's no A team league. There's hardly any games. Oh right. So yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of eight. there's a lot of players. Out of under twenties who are getting, not getting any games. So, um, yeah, George Shooter said that. I mean, he's a man who was part of the the Leicester side where punch ups in on Tuesday contact sessions was just the norm. Just what you did. Just what you did. And he said it feels a little bit manufactured because when they used to have their punch ups, it would be George Shooter and Richard Cockrell would just be leathering each other. <laughs> Just standard, no gloves, no no organised. It would just be a rear flare up in training. Uh, so he said, I, "I wonder if it's a bit, little bit contrived, a little bit manufactured." But he did say, "Well, you know, if it has the result, and it appears to have had a result, so it's given, so it given him an edge. So it did have a result." Is Mark Bakewell bringing out like um, like the boxing gloves, the wraps, and then presumably like a bucket of glue, and then there's like some 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 nails you can put on your, <laughs> your put on your gloves or some broken glass. That kind of thing. You get to pick your pick your weapons. I, I suppose that is a good headline grabbing thing to talk about. But actually, he's been he's been he talked after the game um, when I chatted to him about a lot of the detail that he's been adding, and he he was talking about our line out mall defence was great, and we've been working on this and that. So I think he has been just going through quite a few fundamentals. Which do you know he's phenomenally highly rated by quite a few people. Yeah. In, in, He's very good at Bath, by all accounts, when he was there. Yeah, do, do you know the story about him at Bath? Yeah, he got, he got, he just kind of got, he got caught up with the whole drugs thing. He wasn't involved with the drugs, yeah. for the record. But it seems like when they cleared house, they like, do you know what? You can go too. It's kind of what I'm guessing happened. But during the whole saga, he was the coach on the phone to everyone. I think Steve Meehan jumped, jumped on an airplane and, and went home back to Australia for <laughs> you know, a month or two. And that, that's reading between the lines. I, I, I obviously I don't know exactly what happened, but he's very highly regarded by all the lads that played in, underneath him. And if he's, at, uh, but I, I also want to give Matt O'Connor credit because that guy has put up with a monumental amount of um, stuff choosing my words um, from all quarters uh, and rightly so yeah this yeah. team have been really poor yeah. but if this is the start of them turning a corner should also give him credit for that well if the start of them turning the corner they should bin him off and put Mark Bakewell in charge <laughs> <laughs> save, save the money now we did say on last week's pod that the Leicester Tiger boys had a night out last weekend did we say that we did they yeah. had the, the Peaky Blinders night out yes oh, of right. course yes, 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 yeah. yes. and they're uh, unity and togetherness as a team was exemplary. So well done, Leicester Tigers, for doing that. And Peaky Blinders, exactly. Absolutely, I credit Killian Murphy for that win <laughs> at Saracens. Exactly, uh, and it was uncharacteristic of Saracens. A lot of errors, um, a bit not confrontational as you would normally expect. But this is part of a wider storyline that's emerging. That is this is a, a weird Aviva Premiership. We've had Exeter had a wobbly run and then looked really really strong. Saracens had a wobbly run, then looked really strong, and, and now have had another wobble. Ex- yeah. But Exeter are, are struggling as well at the minute. It's um, Wasps had a dodgy run, and now are starting to look strong. There's no side which is strung together a significant no. amount of form, except for Newcastle Falcons. There isn't. Well, <laughs> yeah. who are in fourth position and only one win behind both Exeter and Saracens. Yeah. The, the, the Bloody f- hell, is that right? Yeah, the, they've won 10, Exeter and Saracens won 11. And this is the... Uh, they've matched 
the number of wins that they got in the Avicii Premiership last season already with six rounds to go. They've The last time they won five away games, which they did with their win at Harlequins, was when they won the inaugural Guinness, or no, what was it called? What was the first Premiership? Uh, courage. 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 No, no, is it no, courage? no, no, no. It's the Courage Leagues. Oh, this is a good one. It was the Courage Leagues that then turned into the Premiership. When I first started watching it, it was Zurich, then it was Guinness. It might be Zurich Premiership. It was, it was Alliance. So, oh, it's, right. Oh, no, 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 no. Pilkington, no, Pilkington, that was the cup. Yeah, so as a rule of thumb, okay, it's going to be one of two. It's going to be a mega insurance company. God knows why insurance and rugby merge, but it just does. Or, or, it's a, or alcohol. Beer brand. Beer brand. Yeah. All, oh, which is an amazing thing. I was having a chat with someone today who was telling me about the names of rugby league stadiums because a load of them have given up naming rights. Oh, okay. I'll have a go at this. Yeah, go on. No, the um, there's like a, a like a mega wicked stadium or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that is that not is that not Castleford? Yes, I think it might be. Um, mega wicked. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It's like WKD some, Stadium. I think it's, it's not. It's not WKD. It's um, it's the name of a vaping company. Oh, like oh. like VIP vapes or something like that. Brilliant. So the name of I'm going to look at you. Keep talking about rugby and stuff. I'll find out some rugby league grounds. Or is your computer quicker, Phil? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying the jungle. Yeah, the something jungle. That was yeah, one of them. Ca- so that that's Castleford. What's it? But what is the company? What's it uh, branded as now? Sponsors. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Mender Mender Hose became sponsors in 2014. Who <laughs> Mender? Uh, so this just goes up to 2014 Mend a hose jungle is yeah. the Castleford so mend, mend a, hose. a hose if you have a oh, hose no. if you have a hose that needs mending go to mend a hose jungle I mean, I that, have, that can't be what the I mean, company is I have a hose that needs mending as it happens <laughs> I've got them here I've got a list of them here right I, the, the, just let me go back to mend a hose yeah. I've never ever considered hiring a man to mend my hose I know I just buy a new hose that can't yeah. be what the business is can it well uh, I'll, I'll have a look. We're going down a, an alley here. Yeah, well, okay, I'll quickly run through a few more. So, Tetley Stadium is Dewsbury Rams. Fine, that, that, that makes sense. Um, Fox's Biscuit Stadium oh, hang on. is the Batley Bulldogs. Uh, how, who else could that be? Oh, Leicester Tigers. Leicester Tigers, yes. Yeah. Um, there is the um, Crown Oil Arena. Rochdale, I, I, like, I like that one. Yeah, that's yeah, good. good. The Zebra Claims Stadium, oh. <laughs> Workington Town, oh. Menderhose Jungle, Castleford Tigers. Uh, there is the Select Security Stadium, Witness Vikings. There is um, Halliwell Jones. I guess that's a, is that a car dealership, yeah. Warrington Wolves. The Totally Wicked Stadium, oh, that's St Helens, is a vaping oh, company. God. Totally Wicked Vaping, that is I think horrible. it is. Yeah. So, St Helens chairman is actually an incredibly wealthy man who brokered the deal between HSBC and Midland Bank, which is where all of his money, all of his money's from. Wow. Yeah, and he's now now we've got a stadium called the Totally Wicked Stadium. Totally Wicked Stadium. Stadium. Oh, that's horrible, isn't How it? How tragic. Anyway, I was we were trying to think about. Anyway, Newcastle are doing well. <laughs> <laughs> just just to clarify, oh, sorry, uh, Men- Mender Hose. So it is a misleading name. They are an industrial hydraulics company. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that does make sense. You, it? That's yeah. the hose I need mending. Yeah, you, you don't take your garden hose to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I'll just tell you a quick story about branding. Um, 
Remember that I fe- that I fell off a zip wire and <laughs> impaled myself on, uh, on a tree once. How can, we, how can we? I've pissed my bomb on a spike. <laughs> <laughs> how um, could we possibly forget? Yes. Well, that put an end uh, to one of my projects in work, and God knows why work puts up with me. But for some reason they do. I work for a company called Pearson Solicitors, and. This was my idea because I quite JB's like, not a solicitor, by the way. I'm not a solicitor. Would you? I mean, no. Actually, I trust you in some. Um, I'm a financial in, in some in some litigation prosecuting. You you would be one of the Bangling most. Uns- oh, you you would actually def- no. Actually, you defend some really unscrupulous characters with no happily. Yeah, happily <laughs> for, the right, for the right amount of cash. Um, so I like um, I like watching fighting. I like MMA. And I also uh, like doing things. So I decided it'd be a good idea to put Pearson, uh, Pearson solicitors on the shorts of two MMA fighters. So the, the, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so the idea was um, Pearson solicitors, personal damage, uh, personal damage claims. <laughs> uh, sadly, I fell off a uh, zip wire and that, and that never happened. <laughs> we take these two lads from the... Like, can you imagine taking two lads who make their living fighting? They're from... Uh, the rough streets of Oldham, round the offices of a law firm to meet to meet to the partners. <laughs> <laughs> It'd fit right in. Yep, that's what we did. Uh, do we have to consider Newcastle Falcons as title contenders now? They're, we're, Are they in fourth? We're sixteen rounds in, and they're in fourth. They are in fourth. Well, if they're in fourth, they're definitely a title contender. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and and uh, Toby Flood is doing great things there. <laughs> It's taken them a while, though, hasn't it? Yeah. In. And they've done it kind of the way I would hope that you do it, which is you start with who started last year, slowly bring him in, and then if he's good enough, he takes over, and he has. I, I did like Dean Richards when he was asked after the game against Harlequins. They said uh, they made a, a comment on where he is and where do you hope to finish. And his actual phrase was, I read it in the, read it in the rugby paper. Um, I think I'm right in saying it. I'll find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Dean Richards said... Uh, Richards refused to get carried away, though, adding, I honestly don't give a toss where we end up, as long as we play as well as we can. <laughs> well, do you know what? That is quite a Rob Baxter approach, isn't it? It's all about the performance. You play well, everything else looks after itself. Baxter would be slightly more uh, subtle than yes. that, I think. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. I just I, I love the way they play. They've got this massive, huge unit as an inside centre outside Toby Flood that... Matavesi, Matavesi, yeah. that t- take you know big big seventeen stone lump, running hard lines that just ties in defenders and that gives a bit of space for those two and incredible d- wingers. He can play yeah. a bit as well, Matavesi. Yeah. He, can he can play ten. He can leg- legitimately play ten. Yeah, and they've got so you you look at their pack on paper and half of them you never heard of. Yeah, which is brilliant. But yeah, which for one one thing it means they're spending money elsewhere, but. They are that, that pack can mix it with the best of them. Well, because they're, they're so that, well drilled. Kyle Cooper is it turning out to be one of the players of the season. Yeah, yeah it was either they got him from the Sharks. Yeah. So I always think the about hooker. teams like that. I mean, if you a very fun game to do is to pick a team of individuals who used to play for that club. So, you know, for instance, if you pick an old London Irish team with all the guys that they let go, yeah, you pick a Sale team with all the, all the guys that they let go, so on and so forth. If these teams just simply hold on to the products that they produce, not only do they get players slightly, slightly cheaper with academy credits, so on and so forth, they actually get good players. And that's all that Newcastle have done. They've kept hold of the guys that they've put through a system where usually they they would have lost them. And added, Sinotti, Sinotti, Nicky Gonover. Toby Flood, 
So we've had Josh brought him back. Josh Matavesi brought him back. Yeah. Um, well, these guys don't actually fit the narrative which uh, Newcastle are telling everyone else. But their their goal is to recruit players who are from the local area because they think they can get a discount on them c- coming up. They need something else other than just raw cash. So if they go off the Toby Flood, well, that's relatively easy because he's from the area. Uh, another guy would be the prop. What's his name? He came from Bath. Was was in England for Davy Wilson. Davy Wilson. You know, that that's the idea. And it's not a bad tactic. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then memos. I I, I don't. Uh, I think uh, I think he is. He's, a, he's um, from uh, Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah, just up the road, not a strictly <laughs> Newcastle. Gates, Gateshead. <laughs> no, that's Newcastle. Uh, right. Uh, it might even be Middlesbrough actually. Um, yeah. yeah. No, Goniver was born in Morpeth. Yeah, yeah. red car, red car, <laughs> mate. Um, yeah, Forge family. And um, Sinotti, Sinotti, you you know, twenty fifteen years ago, you'd have found him on a bank holiday in Whitley Bay, getting on it. Yeah, yeah, but not <laughs> on not, it. Not anymore. Have you ever been been to Whitney Bay? Whitney, Whitney, Whitney Bay. I have. Whitney I've Bay. been there. I've been there on a bank holiday. It's it is absolute carnage. Good God. Yeah, I've been on a night out in Whitley Bay. Yep, been it, there. It is. It's a sight to be seen. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think I've been there on an August bank holiday. I went for a rugby tour there. Yeah, I was there. I've been there on an August bank holiday. How, how, has anyone was. been to Whitney, Whitney Bay which wasn't on a rugby tour? Yeah, mine wasn't on a rugby tour. Was it, was not? it not? No. What on earth were you doing? Were you lost? No, it was. I, I, I had some friends in Newcastle. I went to see them, and they, it was kind of you know you have that sort of kitsch value, and it, it feels so middle class saying this. Yeah, it's like going. Should we, should we just go? Should we go to piss up to Blackpool just for the crack? It was like <laughs> should we go to Whitley Bay? Should we go to Whitley Bay? Oh God, it'd be fun. Oh, well, I will tell you how middle class Didsbury Talk H is. Right, we had two lads down. Ding. Yeah, we had two lads down down, down the other day, and. Um, <laughs> in the train I was like right uh, do you want do you want to come back uh, on, on on Tuesday I was, no no I can't mate uh, I work shifts so I work in the jam factory and to a man like the two people around me we thought the jam factory was like uh, a name of a trendy bar we were it never occurred to me people working jam factories <laughs> That that is a great name for a bar. Yeah, <laughs> the Jam Factory. Uh, so. <laughs> Barista, yeah. <laughs> it's on Canal Street, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, brilliant. Um, so yeah, whereas Newcastle are surging and really are putting themselves at Harlequins, well, it's just more of the same. We we, we can yeah. just just I'll tell you what. Listen to any one of the last few weeks' domestic podcasts and copy and paste what we said. Uh, this week because they are in an absolute mess. Yeah, it's not great. Um, a team that is well one below Harlequins in the table and have been in a mess, but seem to get their act together this week. Northampton. So they, <sighs> they were leading for the vast majority of this game at Sandy Park, and it was only a last-minute two tank Waldrum try, uh, followed by a conversion by Young Simmons that won it for Exeter. So just so, looking through the team now, I mean, Rob Horn was outstanding. Rob Luth, Horn is Luther, outstanding. Luther Burrell was outstanding. Luther, Luther yeah, Burrell, since Luth. he's come back from injury, big Luther has great. is playing better rugby than I've seen him for years. Well, ben, you, ben Foden as well. Mm. These guys are actually yeah, starting what? to play again. Ben Foden actually, he, he he scored an amazing try a few weeks ago against Clermont. Yes, that, that's like a, a world class try. Like Ben Foden at the start of the season was a little bit of a byword, you know, for joke really. Yeah, well, for for past it. Yeah, but but I'm completely with you. Um, I'm just looking through the teams. It, you know, Exeter didn't go easy on them. 
Oh no, it's it's not far from a full team. Now, did I hear that uh, a certain Don Armand might have scored a try? Yes, he did. He, did. he showed a, what a great step and go yeah. that was. What a player! So he's not great just a, he's not just a, a truck it up kind well, of kind of guy. He, he, he Eddie, he'll do whatever job you need him to do. He's not, just, he's, he's not at all a truck it up kind of guy. If, no. if you speak to Eddie Jones, though. no, no, he's not very good in heavy traffic. <laughs> he does that against Montpellier. Yeah, but he, he doesn't really have that explosive, uh, you know, pace. So he's not he's not going to break tackles. He'll step someone and score a great try. Exactly. Yeah. He could probably stand at ten, distribute if needed be. I mean, it wouldn't be the best use of his skills, but he could do it. We could go back to Zimbabwe and play for them now because they've got an international team again. Yeah, that's amazing news. With um, what's his name? Kurtzier, Kurtzier coaching them. Really, Alistair Kurtzier. Yeah, what, a proper international team. Yeah, and he. Well, we we yet we, to uh, see. But. Uh, Brian Majati um, tweeted a, a quote tweet. Well, basically, Alistair Kurtzier sort of messaged. Um, Brian Majority, I think I'm right in saying this. I messaged him saying, "How are you doing? You're right." Or basically, I don't know if it was a direct message that yeah. Majority then posted a picture of, but he posted a picture of it and said, 10 years too late, mate." <laughs> yeah. Oh, grow up, grow, grow up, Brian. Well, just you, do it. I think I'm right He's in saying he did that. He's now capped, isn't well, he? That, yeah. So you'd have to do it. I've always thought about this. You'd have to do it as an uncapped game to start with. Just get the boys back together. Maybe do it in uh, whenever there's whenever there's an opening. Hold on. I want to check that Brian Majority did do that, or whether it wasn't a screenshot that someone had. Someone doctored. Like, someone had doctored. No, I'm just trying. Flights to Zimbabwe, four nine one. Hmm. Bull- yeah, just popped a Bulawayo for a weekend. Live pod in Bulawayo. Or hey, if, if, Harare. If, if they actually get a decent fixture against someone, I will go to that. Here you go me to Zimbabwe. I, I would do that. Yeah. I'd I'd go to Namibia to watch Zimbabwe play in Namibia. Well, it does example. seem like that would be the natural opponent for them to start with. I'm just looking Madagascar. at Brian Majati's Twitter account, and he, oh, yeah, he Madagascar. He's been tweet. I, I can I can say that categorically, he has been tweeting about football. Yes, he he's a, a big Chelsea, Chelsea fan. fan. Yeah, he was a Chelsea fan, and said that was a goal. FFS. Where is the video ref? Who cares? Wow, that was really shit. <laughs> so, what do they do? They so Zimbabwe immediately phone up. Oh my god, what a team. I know we've gone through this loads of times. You immediately phone up um Extra Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring down their bring down their three. So you've Dave already... Ewers, Don Armand. And Horseman. Yeah. You can't play Denton because he's been capped, but you can get Mike Williams over. So yeah. you've sorted out four of your back five in some way. Mike Williams has to play in the second row. Yeah. They're gonna I mean they I bet they get a great team. <laughs> yeah. I mean well, already Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, Mike Williams yeah. is in the row. Majority, De- there must be some others. Um, hold on a minute. Oh, it's too late for the likes of Dave Denton, David Pocock, yeah. and and the Beast. Oh, so maybe it was... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, others. Dave Ewers is one. Mike Williams. Don Armand. Marco Mama is still eligible. Oh, Marco yeah. Mama? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's most of the ones that are mentioned in this article here. But yeah, interesting. How goes that? But <laughs> uh, but as you mentioned, Exeter Chiefs. By contrast, um, they have, they they'll be so de- grateful to get a win because what was it? Three straight defeats in the yeah, league. Yeah, that would have been that would have been four straight league defeats. And Rob Baxter said, "I'm wondering whether a few guys are just a bit afraid of what they." of what they might give up rather than having the absolute drive to go out and win it which we had at this stage last season i think it's a mental it, uh, that's a mental factor we've got to get, we've got to kick ourselves through so he he's th- he's wondering whether bit, the tag of champions and feeling the pressure in a different way rather than 
looking up the mountain you know desperately wanting to scale it that it's just a slightly different approach he thinks they might be mm. suffering mentally well, if there's one man that will, that will solve this mystery it is rob baxter exactly yeah um another zimbabwean born player yep. another back row obviously who's playing some excellent rugby sebastian negri the Ita- italian six is he really yeah zimbabwe born really yeah now all we need is halfbacks we need we need halfbacks uh, George Gregan was he? Uh, was George Gregan Zimbabwean? Born? Yes, yes, he yeah. Was. Po- Pocock, obviously. That, yeah, that, Pocock that is. ship sailed. Yeah, we can't use them. No, there'd be loads of lads in. And, if if, if they'd have done this up. a little while ago, Byron McGuigan could have played for his the team he. Oh, no, it was Namibia. Wasn't N- it? Namibia, yeah. yeah, yeah, not Zimbabwe. I think he's happy where. He, yeah, I think he's, he's quite happy. in his current situation. I think he's quite happy. <laughs> um, Other games this weekend. Anything worth mentioning? Well, I'll tell you, there's one thing... Just, sale. Just, just brief, sale. Well, I'll tell you, there's one thing briefly worth worth mentioning. The sighting panel deciding that Gabri, Gabby Lovabalavu oh, deserved yeah. a four-week ban and a retrospective red card for the tackle on... Uh, Sam Hill. Sam Hill. Yeah, well, it, it isn't, and that's the end of that. Well, Di Young was very disappointed with it and said um, it's it's amazing that the panel came to this decision. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not saying exactly what he said. Uh, it's, it's, it's a shock that the panel came to that decision when when supporters, the players... Um, I've got and, it here. Basically, everyone else. An international referee, his touch judge, the tackled player and others surrounding him, management and staff of both clubs, plus many experienced TV pundits and rugby supporters all see the same way. It's hard not to question the outcome. Yeah, mm. I'm now, with him. I'm. I think it's a, it's a good statement. I think it shouldn't shouldn't have been a penalty, in my opinion. Uh, Agreed. The only thing I'd say, Dayung, don't put your statement should not have included rugby supporters, because rugby supporters, uh, as many as say one thing, will be saying the other thing, and you, oh, you God, potentially so many. if you if you follow the whim of rugby supporters, you create a rod for your own back oh, in the future. I completely but agreed. The statement and the intent was correct. And, and looking at um, again the way some people talked about Nigel Owens after the England Scotland game, and the way people, the way that yeah, if you type in Lava Balavu on Twitter, you will find loads of people going that was a red. Yeah, yeah, you'll find opinions in both directions, but. Other than that, I think we are all, and the vast, vast majority of the rugby fraternity is aligned on that one. Yeah, even some hellers. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But and 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 I don't like that Nick Wood got some criticism because he was the guy who cited it, and he was formerly of Gloucester, and it just so happened that was, and formerly of Sale Wasps were playing uh, <laughs> Worcester, uh, uh, what Gloucester were playing Wasps next, so he was unavailable for that game. Um, and it, uh, but, uh, oh, that but, but, is. But the sight, but it was the sighting. It was an independent sighting panel yeah. that took the decision to ban him for four weeks. It was Nick, it, it was Nick Wood's decision. Don't, to, don't, don't, don't worry about to it. Sight yeah. him. It's just yeah. But, but those, those two played Gloucester and yeah, Wasps, twenty-five apiece. Another la- late try. So there's three. So Bath, Exeter, and Wasps. All, all when the clock was in the red. Yeah, to get additional points. Uh, it was. It was. There were three good finishes. Those games. Yeah, and the the guts of wasps to to take the ball from their own line and then score and get the kick from a difficult spot. Jimmy Gopeth. Yeah, I mean, who, would you want anyone else in that scenario? It was reminiscent of the Exeter no. quarter final. Uh, the only oh, was one, it yeah, 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 the one European quarter final. If you had one kicker to kick for your life, Jimmy Gopeth. Yeah, or Steenson. Gopeth. 
He, he's done it. Oh, both. Oh, yeah. both have done it. Um, I, uh, got, I just like the. I like Gollop Gopeth. At least he's like walloping it. At least your pain will be over if you, if you know you're gonna. It's done quick. It's done quicker. You haven't got. A, you haven't got yeah, that a second cool. of hang time as Steenson's. It's, you yeah. wait and find it, out if hanging, the flags go up. <laughs> Gopeth just wallops it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, the, the wasp scene was. Well, was it depleted? It was just depleted at ten actually. Yeah, Rob Miller started at 10. I think that was the second game he started there. He yeah. played against Worcester earlier on the season. When, actually, I think they won against Worcester. So, and it will help him, of course, having Jimmy Gopeth at 12. Do you know who's the most successful uh, kicker in this season's Aviva Premiership? Uh, Percentage-wise, this is. It's going to be silly, like, uh, like Billy Twelve Trees. Owen Farrell. No one know. Uh, oh, AJ uh, McGinty. AJ McGinty, yeah. it is. Yeah. When's he back? Uh, not long now. Not long now. He's just started running. You thinking fancy rugby draft? Yes, I am. <laughs> no, this is a genuine interest. Uh, uh, question of interest. <laughs> so uh, Gloucester. So Wasps showed some some guts to come back and score. Um, Gloucester have looked good. It's, uh, I think Gloucester's starting to fade. Well, that, that's what I was going to... I don't know why I did that little uh, lip smack then. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I was getting at. It, it's... If if you're gonna push for top four, it's the kind of game you've got to hold out, yeah, and win, haven't you? Definitely, they don't, definitely. They don't miss at home as well, guys. Looking at their team, they look like they're they're pretty stacked. They've got to start winning again, especially at home. I mean, a win over Wasps would have been massive for them. No, I will. I am interested to see. Uh, so next season, I know we often say this, but next year. Ackerman will have had a full year with Gloucester. He'll yep. have a full pre-season. He'll have an opportunity to bring in who he wants to bring in Yo, in the summer. Hansi von Rensberg and R- R- yeah. Franco Moster, the lock. Yeah, Is Franco Moster, I've not ever heard of him. Lions lock. Oh. Sailor interested in him. I'm surprised you haven't heard of him. No, I'm not. No, never, no. Um, I, I, don't, so, I imagine Rensberg is going to come to sale, though. That would be my, that'd be my guess. Not for his old coach. Not going to Gloucester. Hard to say. Hmm. Take your sail hotter hat off and see what you think. Well, I do know that he's he's best mates or very very good friends with Faf. Faf. Very yeah. good friends, which is how it happened in 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 the first place. Yeah. So it's like, where do I want to go? Do I want to go for, with my old coach? And the boys love Ackerman. I mean, they all love him. So I'm not surprised. Uh, Those thighs. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah, where do you want to live? Is it Manchester or is it Gloucester? I mean, mm. it, it depends what kind of lad he is. Well, yeah, if he wants if he wants a, a really rich and varied nightlife, then he comes to sail. If, right. if he wants a if he wants a, a full firing stadium, <laughs> then also comes to you sail. Go, to go to Gloucester. <laughs> he struggled. Not... Strugg- well, sails away games occasionally. We'll we'll sh- see him at a full yeah, every, firing every stadium. Other, yeah, yeah. Boys. Well, it's, it's a statement <laughs> yeah, of fact, Jimmy. They've got the lowest atten- average attendance the in the stadium, league, and it's growing. Look, that's the thing. They don't, don't have the smallest stadium. That's irrelevant. Off, oh, oh, it's, their, their attendance and is so low because they've reached capacity and they can't get any more <laughs> in. No, no, the roads have reached capacity now. There's new infrastructure now. The Diamond Lane is open. Uh, everyone can get there nice and easily. I, in fact, if you're in the, nor- in the if you're in the northwest, I would recommend that you come because it's brilliant now Phil when you're planning because you're a quantity surveyor in case you didn't know that's that's Phil's job when you're kind of planning big um, works and, and infrastructure and stuff is the normal plan to to for example build a sporting stadium and then 
five to six years later <laughs> build a build a road which eases access to that stadium incredible isn't it so i can tell you i'm working on uh, an airport at the moment in manchester in manchester okay. um and we we refer back to so it's constantly referred back to uh, the disaster that was heathrow terminal five in about 2005 when it opened and no one had tested the baggage handling facility oh and yeah the whole thing just shut down the whole airport, no one could handle it. So we we now have a, written into the contract, a three-month uh, operational readiness uh, assessment testing. Uh, sorry, an acceptance this testing. Is an or, an this is like going out for a pint with Phil. An ORAT period of three months to test exactly what infrastructure is in place so you don't get disasters well, like... But, that, the, but the, that's the, the kind of the modelling road. you do before you move to a stadium. I think You would think no. I think they do that with stadiums. I think they open up with small events and they gradually build the events up to capacity. Just, oh, so that's why Sale are playing at the AJ Bell. Well, so, so they're still built. They're still building up to capacity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and it, and it kind of hit a bit of a bump, about five thousand more. Yeah, but no, the new road is excellent. No, I no, mean, it is. Do you excellent. know what? I happened to drive back from. Where was I driving back from? Uh, oh no, I think it was. A, I was coming back from um, Stoke really late at night. And the M6 had loads of shut lanes, so I ended up going down that A57 and I drove through the new road system, and it's really good. It is, isn't it? It is is really good, but yeah, this is so boring. (laughs) So dull, so boring. Uh, Right, quickly. um, So so the sale game? Yeah, I I didn't watch it, and I I tried... Another last-minute... Converted win. I had yeah. Sale to win this by ten points. I, I, I was thought so sa- confident. I thought Sale. Sale. I thought Sale would win it. This is a gut, absolute gut punch to Sale because I think with that goes any ambition of top four. Um, you, you, they had to win it. They just had to win it, and they couldn't get it done. And Baths again. We talk about this every week, but it's so astonishing the the quality and the value they're they're managing to eke out of these mid season signings. Cooper Vuna, Will Hurrell. Yeah. And young Englishman James Wilson yeah. at 34 after being released <laughs> by Northampton last year, yeah. and a single training session at 10 was brilliant. Enough. Was brilliant. It was man of the match. It was amazing. You know, what? I've always liked Joe, James Wilson as a player. Yeah. Always, always liked him. I thought he added something to New, uh, Newcastle, Northampton. Uh, Northampton every yeah. time he played. Never saw him as a 10. To be fair, no. But he but, was a skill, a pretty skill. Well, he had, well, he had one training session, <laughs> yeah, which is enough to beat Sale, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> which it's is a bit worrying, I guess, isn't it? Um, yeah. So if they'd won that, they'd be right in the fight for fourth. But uh, it looks like top six is the yeah. They dropped down to eighth now. Uh, so close, though. It's so close. Yeah, I think they're t- they they are a bit a few points off now because of Leicester winning, because of Gloucester picking up. Uh, the draw <clears throat> and Bath about, winning. You talk about the value of Bath's um, mid-season signings, and I completely agree. However, you look at bearing in mind they will be spending as much as any other club on they, Sergio Parisi. Uh, on Sergio <laughs> Parisi, yeah, uh, they will be spending as much as any other club. And the, the side that they managed to get out on the field is—it's uh, just—it's not good enough. It's not good enough. So there's two things going on here, isn't there? Which is if you're picking up mid-season signings you've obviously not planned well enough I know people will point to injuries so on and so forth you're also paying probably a bit of a premium because you need to get in a guy immediately so they've got well, the whip I, hand on you know on how much you, you pay them so some of them yes probably Hurrell and Cooper Vuna they're going to have to give a bump to get over there mm. someone like James Wilson who didn't have a contract yeah 
Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he was doing nothing. Yeah. And now he's starting 10 for Bath. He was working in the jam factory. <laughs> what a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, fair play. Um, it was a really... Uh, uh, it looks like a game that would have been great to watch. I don't know whether it was a comedy of errors or whether it was just really enthralling, but 33-32 with a last-minute I'm looking conversion. through the sale team, and there's simply no excuse for losing this. Uh, well, something which is very, very encouraging is Luca James, who's the brother of Sam James. Well, I was going to say that's the I was going to say that's the excuse for losing in the sense that neither side had a fly half. Um, oh, do you know what I think? Sam James is a good fly half. People disagree with me on that, but I actually do think. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He's a good fly half. He's yeah. not. But he's not played. Fly half. Uh, James Wilson's got years of playing top top flight rugby under his belt, whereas. I'd be interested to see who has who's got more appearances in the Premiership. Actually, Sam James is a pretty constant performer, but yeah, you're right. He isn't the starting set. He is a, but this isn't an excuse to lose. No, I mean, no, no. He is he is good enough. Uh, some other interesting things is, or the other interesting thing for me was the appearance of a certain Cameron Redpath on the bench. Oh yeah, so is he a, is he a fly half? He is a fly half centre, something like that. Mm. Um, who is um, English qualified and will probably play for England. Hmm. Yeah, I've got nothing more to say about that game. No, so that's most of the Premiership covered. Uh, London Irish got a win. Yes, they did. They did. It's so frustrating that they get the win. Brilliant! It's so frustrating they get the win. When oh, sorry. It, when it will have very little effect. Can we just go back to sale for one last thing? Of course. Um, a transfer rumor of Mike Haley going to Exeter. Uh, going to Munster. Munster is is the new one, which is fascinating because I thought England A qualified him as English now. Full stop. No, he played in a. He played in the. He played in a, a non-test. He played against the Barbarians. No, no he, played, he, South he Africa. played against. He played in South Africa against South Africa oh, for the Saxons. Saxons. Yeah, which is a designated next team, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I think is, I think done. that that ties him to England. I think Mike there's... Haley. I think if I was really yes yeah sure it right. is, yeah. it's your sec your second team. Unless they've dedicated the under twenties, well, you can. You, you I think can you can nominate one or yeah. the other. So it tells me because mm. I, I had it because of Don Armand. Mm. Don Armand played for the same team in the, on the same tour oh, yeah. to South Africa. So I thought uh, he was tied yeah, to right. England. Yeah. Is there a limit? Whereas maybe if you, you you tie yourself, but if you haven't played a a capped international in a certain number of years, you're then no nope. available again. Nothing, um, I don't. I don't think so. I know no rule like they, that because there was the loophole of playing the sevens circuit, but <coughs> World Rugby closed that. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you'd have to play sevens and, uh, if, because it, the Olympic qualifications or some, some such yeah. nonsense. Now, I actually think something else has gone go, go on here. I think that the he's looking for a new contract and they're trying to get his agent to sign up. No, I think the, 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 the reports are mistaken because I believe if there was a player in sale that would move overseas to Ireland, it would not be Mike Haley, it would be Will Addison. And I think there's been some who possible. is Ireland eligible because of his mother. Northern Irish mother. Yeah. And I think that is more Mike likely. Haley is Irish eligible because of his grandparent. If oh, if if he's not, if he's yeah. not, okay. But from an Irish point of view, I've I reckon they might have said something along the lines of we are interested in a sale player, and they put Mike Haley together with Munster. But there again, they lost a, a prop to Munster in pre-season. Yeah, uh, so maybe. Uh, but I yeah, I think I think it's Addison. Hmm. Um, so we've done, yeah, we've done the pre- oh London Irish, London yeah, Irish. got a win. Does it mean anything? Twelve points is now the gap, not sixteen. Which, with six rounds to go, that's three wins more than Worcester. They've got to get hmm. three wins more. Yeah, that's in six huge... games. They've got to get three wins more than Worcester. Is there anyone else that they can Wor- catch? Worcester were tremendously disappointing in this, yeah, having strung a few very good results together recently. They were. Pretty poor. You know what disappoints me at Worcester is the standard of player they have and the perennial underperformance that they give. So Worcester are not a team that struggle for talents. I've always said this. I always think that they're pretty pretty stacked for talents. Actually, they just struggle. The, the mindset of the club is wrong. <laughs> like you know, some some clubs put on a shirt and they play better. I mean, historically that would probably be Leicester or someone so, someone like that. Well, how thousands. many years ago was it that Worcester came back up? Is that- Two years ago? Yeah. Uh, so, the one against Bristol. Yeah, so let's just put it in that context. Worcester were in the championship two years ago. Uh-huh. And now they have the same number. They have one win less than Northampton and Harlequins, two wins less than Sale, and are pretty much safe in the Avicii Premiership this year. I don't think that's a bad... Uh, I well, I mean, a, they are still rooted I mean, that isn't good. They, they managed to finish above Bristol last year, and they're yeah. I know they're I know they're second bottom, but they're you a- actually if you if you look at incremental improvements, they're not in a relegation dogfight at the moment. I don't think they'll be drawn back into one by London Irish. So my, and they could they could with a couple of wins finish above Quinns and Northampton. Yes, they could, uh, and that and if they do, fair play. Some, yeah. But Northampton, Harlequins, and Newcastle. Uh, well, th- those two teams, uh, Harlequins and Northampton, went got relegated, and then won the league post relegation. And I think North, I think Newcastle. Yeah, are the last we're ones in a different. To we're, di- we're in a different age now, are we? aren't we? I don't think so. Yeah, we are. Uh, and then Newcastle are currently fourth. And I think what will this be like the third consecutive year that they're going to finish second to bottom? So it, I'm with, sure with, it's with everything that's going on off the field, and. Uh, um, we were predicting that Worcester would get relegated at the start of the season. We were. Well, it's one of two, yeah. Yeah, we were saying one or two, but we we plumped for after week one. If you remember, London Irish beat Quinns at Twickenham. Oh yeah. We were we, we were talking like Worcester were going down. Mm. So I don't think it's as terrible. And bearing in mind everything that's been going off the field, where their very existence was being questioned. Yeah. Well, there you go. But uh, for, for me, they're disappointing. Yeah. Um. This week was very disappointing. I think if you take the season as a whole, it's not too bad. Um, although, with some of the talent that they do have, particularly outside backs and someone like Hoo-Hard, mm. I, think I always it, think, it, what's that film? Was it, is it Al Pacino? It is. Hoo-ha! It is. Sensible yeah. Woman. 
Yes. But uh, like you've just been saying about, oh, you know, look at, we, we, we've sort of talked about, oh, look at so-and-so's side, it's not that good or whatever. Like this is Jamie Shilcock at 10. And then you look down the pack and it's not um, Darren Barry, Fio Salivia, Sam Lewis, GJ Van Veltzer. I mean, this it's not. Jack Singleton, Ethan Waller. These are cl- these are players that other clubs don't didn't didn't want or are relatively unknown. So that I I, I think the criticism is a little bit over the, a little bit over the top. I, I don't I don't know what you would really expect of the players they have. Mm, maybe um, right. Have we done all of the games? The Avicii games, yeah. All, all the Avicii. Do you want to talk about any of the um, any uh, of the pro fourteen? I'll just I'll just mention. Uh, you want to talk about Ulster, yeah, getting absolutely spanked by Scarlettsville? Well, my th- the three teams that I support, uh, in no particular order, are England Rugby, Ulster Rugby, and my beloved Canes, Hurricanes. And uh, Ulster. Did you mention Ulster? I did mention Ulster. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad you're paying attention to me. I am. All three of them lost. Uh, England and Ulster roundly beaten... Kane's very disappointing performance at the Blue Bulls. Um, one of the best tries you'll ever see by two locks was scored by the Blue Bulls, though. Uh, if it's worth catching the highlights just for that. Mm. Leinster hammered the Southern <clears throat> Kings. No surprise there. What the dragon? <clears throat> the, where were the dragons playing this game? The one where the, Richard Cockrell said they had to walk a hundred of oh Eugene Cross Park. Who plays there? <laughs> Goodness me, that's a question. Uh, Eugene. Cross Park, uh, Ebervale. So they played at Ebervale, and uh, yeah. Well, I've got bad news. Uh, the Italian, the Italian Spring seems to be seems to be over. Yeah, uh, a loss nineteen twenty two to Connacht. That was a bad loss, and at home, I thought they, that, that, that they were going to do it. Yeah, and Zebre lost at home to the Blues. What a joke! Ospreys narrowly beat Cheetahs. That was a good result for them. Gee, so. If, New head coach is going to be Robbie Fleck. So if Benetton mm, had apparently. won on the weekend, my beloved Benetton would be on the same amount of wins as Phil's beloved Ulster. <sighs> that, that's not really saying much, though. Mm. It's an absolute write-off of a year for um, Ulster. For Ulster but, it, though, yeah. it, but it is a write-off of a year. But <laughs> they're still in fourth. They need they need <laughs> to jump up one place and they're in the playoffs. I'm going to say it again, and we say it all the time, I... There were still some reasonable players out on the field, but I hate that Munster v Glasgow. I would sit down and make a point of watching that. Yeah, but I would. Yeah, I know exactly where this is going because oh. I say it all the time. Yeah, complete, ridiculous. Completely agree. They should ridiculous. They should, they should take the time off. Agreed. Yeah, especially now that they're in this uh, the two seven. The two leagues of seven, yeah, and they have to like manufacture extra cross games in order to get the twenty-one fixtures of the season. Exactly. So, so they could just cut out five games from the season. Do you know what I think? It's no problem. Do you know what I think is going to happen? I think eventually they're going to get so used to this this conference system, it's going to feel so natural. The problem is with the conference system; it didn't feel natural when they introduced it. So they're worried about losing derby games, so on and so forth. And do you put all the Welsh teams together, or do you put it's, you know, uh, however it goes? When they when they settle down. I think the derbies will become less important to less important to to them, and they'll be able to get rid of some. The, the rivalries oh, only the if the, if it does the job of making the TV money increase, so yes. it doesn't matter yeah. so much about the gate receipts. But yeah, because the gate receipts of derbies they're the only ones where you get the boosted gate receipts. 
mm. because they're the only ones where people can travel. But the, you know, they've got like that. The, Scot- the Scottish teams play each other three times or something ridiculous. Uh, I think they all play each other three times, don't they? Or well, maybe, maybe no, because the Welsh teams will play each other. They, they have all their derbies because there's four teams. Same with the Irish. Yeah, but, but with the Scots, they have less. But don't they have their derbies with the Italian teams? Because you get the stupid posters from Edinburgh. It's more, more than just a game. More than just a derby. Yes. Or more than just a game, yeah, whatever it is. Yes, it's an expensive trip. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, it was interesting hearing Rob Carney talk ahead of the Ireland-Wales game, saying that actually the, the, the Pro 14 has given that particular international game an edge because there's the rivalry between players. and Yeah. yeah. Between like, Ospreys and Leinster or Munster against... Not well, not dragons. Um, whoever, <laughs> Monster Scarlets. Monster goes um, dragons in five years' times when dragons are all conquering. Yes, can't wait for that. But it adds it adds a it. bit of an edge. So maybe I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think the derby matches are the one thing that I would I would not I would not want to lose. Yeah, well, through uh, yeah. the conference system. But but as Phil's point, you can you can cherry pick the extra games that you build up. Yeah, you play whatever it is, twelve games in your uh, in your conference, and then just. Another four derbies or something. Mm. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate it again. Even with the international period and all the teams have been shorn of all of their players, still the best ever season of Pro 14. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So it's, it's Agreed. Like, and the, like and the fact it's coincided with... Well, it's going to be one of the most exciting Avicii Premiership seasons, but it's probably at the top end one of the poorest. I don't yeah. know. There's, there's no defining team, is there? And like we've always had a defining team, whether it be one of the less. Well, it's it's the same three, Exeter, yeah. Wasps, Saracens. But they're not as dominant as they no, were. they're not. Dominant. No, they're not. And what? So the top end quality is not. What has there. actually disappointed me for the past few seasons is you have had a, a predictable top three for the past few seasons. Also, for probably the past four or five seasons, you, by Christmas you've known who's going to get relegated. Yeah. Well, Which, they need to get rid of. They need to get rid of relegation. Full stop. Which is a very separate conversation, but it would be good if you just didn't have such a, a chasm between the team relegated and well, everyone else. Uh, Bristol coming up will be the first team that haven't had to wait until May to do their recruitment. Very good point. Yep. Very, very they, good they point. they can seal promotion in the next couple of weeks. Uh, can I just ask a question? Does anyone know anything about e- Ealing Trailfinders? Uh What's going on down there? Um, they're, they're currently second in, in in the league. They're signing players. Still, I mean, is their intention to get promoted? I mean, obviously not not this year, but next year. Do they have the capabilities in this this infrastructure and stadium? Would they have to move somewhere else, like um, London Welsh did okay. when they went to Oxford? What have you played there? Have you not? Uh, I've played against them. I never actually played down there because a lot of the time I was playing. No, I'm not playing. I'm not. Didn't play. Different league. Ah, uh, yeah. Well. It just seems like a, a strange. A strange development. They're doing very well. Apparently, they've got a very high-regarded high coach, uh, and they're signing players. So they're obviously they're obviously ambitious, and they're second in the league. Maybe one year. Maybe they'll. Well, London Irish of Mick Crusson, is it the? I don't know, chairman or chief exec or whatever it is, um, CEO. He's um, he said that they're he's losing oh, know, three million a year, or did he say something like that? Yeah, if they go down, they're probably they're in real. Real yeah, well, this is it, and then maybe someone like Ealing Trailfinders might actually smell an opportunity and like, let's go for it, mm. let's have a crack. So. Well, they're going to have to be better than both Yorkshire, who aren't doing so well this year, I, I don't believe, and London Irish. But you know, they're going okay. They could potentially do it. Mm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, should we look at this weekend's fixtures? Do it. <laughs> 
Let's do it. So have you got them, Phil? I have. Of course you have. Uh, Shall we run through very quickly the Pro 14? Yeah. We have got Friday night, Southern Kings host Dragons. Dragons against Southern Kings. (sighs) Oh, this could be entertaining, just in a farcical nature. Should play the Benny Hill theme tune (laughs) if you're watching it. Uh, Uh, Dragons. This is a 5.30 kickoff on Friday. So if you're home from work early on Friday, you could possibly stick that on. So two wins. God, that's disappointing, isn't it, considering the Dragons are going to win the league next year. Um, <laughs> have have the Kings won a game yet? No, they have not. Hmm. And they've got the points difference of minus 423. Wow. Which is outstanding. <laughs> yeah. So this could be their first win. Then Cardiff host JB's beloved Benetton. Yep. Um... Cardiff is getting absolutely smoked. Benetton. Give me Benetton. Yeah, 100%. Edinburgh host Munster. I'll go Cardiff. What? Why? (laughs) Uh, Home. Mm. Home. Wrong choice. What was that, Tom? (laughs) Edinburgh host Munster. Edinburgh have thrown a few good results together. They have, on 11 wins. Mm. Not only one behind Scarlet's in their conference, third. So they, they could cement a playoff position is it top three of each something like that yeah I need to check I think top two get a bye and then the the next two play so it would play be off to play third the top in two. one play second in the other yeah at the second positions yes venue right okay um uh Munster okay well that's yeah. interesting that's maybe I'm gonna go for Ed- Edinburgh Edinburgh at home yeah. what are Cheetahs doing this week and we'll come on to that in a second uh Ulster host Glasgow, which okay. <sighs> Glasgow are so depleted, but still a pretty good team. Yeah, and some of Glasgow's best wins this year have been with help of their players. Yeah. Because they get to play um, Matawalu, yeah. and nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> nobody, not even him. <laughs> Glasgow 12 points clear in their conference at the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Glasgow. Um, yeah. Ulster hardly lose anyone and still can't do anything so give me Glasgow then on Saturday we have Scarlets against Leinster oh tasty top of the table clash but why are we watching this and in an international week yep none of them have any of the players I don't care uh, they, they I, might I actually get... I don't care <laughs> they might get a couple of reservees back but uh yeah, Actually, s- I, seriously depleted. I should teams. care because these unknown Leinster players are going to be <laughs> top yeah, Irish international point. players in a couple of years. Yeah. Let's say, um, in terms of badges, I love the Leinster badge and I love the Scarlet's badge. Their colour with just white writing, both both of them. Uh, there's only two colours on both the uh, the Leinster. The Leinster's Leinster badge. the the harp. The harp. Yeah, yeah. Right. But there's only two colours. So it's gold, gold, and no, white. white. Is white, it white on blue? Or blue on white? No, no, no. Oh, no, what no, white other? on blue. What? I'm sure if you went to a website which had a white background, it would be blue on white. Oh, that's a good point. It might be, yeah. Yeah, you've got a good so point it'll there. Be, it'll be both, whichever. And then Scarlet's is the same. Yeah. Nice and clean and easy. Um, Last few fixtures. Zebra host Ospreys. Zebra host Ospreys. Ospreys. Right. And then Cheetahs host Connacht. Wow. Cheetahs. Cheetahs. Yeah, 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 definitely. So Cheetahs win this, and they're going to be pretty much cemented in third place. Yeah. Which means they're going to make the playoffs. 
Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. Now, if they get a playoff at home, which... Okay. Which is unlikely. If they're in third, unlikely. No, yeah, yeah, you're, it, it, yeah, you're right, actually. It looks like they'll have to, I don't know how it all works, probably go to Munster? Uh, no, they'd probably go to, I assume, Scarlet's. They'd go to the uh, other conference, uh, cross-conference. No. We, we, right, by next week, I will know what the playoff system for the Pro 12 is. Yeah. I, I promise you that. But Cheetahs getting into the playoffs in the first year is a massive success. Yeah, it is. To the Avicii. Avicii, and let me quickly pick... Oh, yeah. Very easy. Very, very easy game of the week for this. Yeah, I know when you've picked, obviously. So, Friday night, we've got Harlequins hosting Bath, which could go anyways. Yeah. Uh, give me Quins to correct the wrongs the last few weeks at home. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for I, 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 I think Quins at home. James Wilson to create some magic alongside Alid Brew, Will Hurrell, Cooper Vuna. And whoever else that they pick up on a mid-season loan deal, <laughs> some Argentinian prop. Yeah, this is. I mean, Lord Bailey. Pretty much blown it. <laughs> yeah. Lord Lucan. <laughs> this is pretty much. Um, they're pretty much thrown away their chances, but this is top six or bust for Quinns. They've got oh, zero yeah. chance. I mean, they've already the, staring yeah. down the barrel anyway. But yeah, I think it, I think it is already beyond them. But oh, hang on! If they lose this, it's... I know you say it's obvious which the game of the week is, but there's another one here which looks very, very interesting. Uh, well, let's just go with the one that I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, so on to Saturday, we have Gloucester hosting Newcastle. That's the one. which will be a very. In- I agree with that. That is tasty. It is a tasty game. Bloody hell! So these are two points apart in fourth and sixth place, separated by Bath. Gloucester at home, Newcastle on the road, but Newcastle proving this weekend that on the road doesn't mean anything to them this year. Nope. It does mean oh. something to Gloucester though, doesn't it? Gloucester Being at, at home. home. Yeah. Gloucester at home are a better team. Oh man, this is tough. I think Gloucester will be hurting from losing it at the death they didn't lose, against they, Wasp. They drew. Oh, yeah. Losing the win at the death. Yeah. Uh, and I think Gloucester are going to win this. I think Gloucester as well. I do think Gloucester as well. Narrowly. What is exciting. Then uh, we also have Northampton, who had a much improved performance, hosting Sail Sharks. I would have gone with Sail, but I actually think North- Northampton for this now. I think Northampton. Yeah, Northampton, they do appear... What's his name? Alan Gaffney. Does appear to have... Uh, done something getting gaffers getting gaffers getting more out of the talented players that he has at his disposal than was previously agreed then on Sunday jump to Sunday we have Wasps hosting London Irish which yeah get your fantasy rugby draft players for Wasps yes unfortunately unfortunately for London Irish yes because it it would be nice if they could get because another win makes it makes it a lot more interesting going into the last few games, it but does. I can't see it. And then Worcester hosting Leicester. Well, if Leicester played the way, like, like, well, like the way they did today. And if if Worcester, well, sorry, if both teams play like they did today, well, or so, both, on, on Sunday, on Sunday, sorry, who had the a worst, few days ago, yeah, several days ago, who had the worst <laughs> weekend of rugby this this week? Which individual? With one player. Ooh. Um, 
Why? What you, you got one in mind? Yeah, definitely. Go George on. Ford, completely anonymous for last uh, for England, but also Matt Tamura seems to be doing a far better <laughs> job than him at ten for for Leicester. Tamura's kicking wasn't great, but neither George Ford. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's George, so dangerous. George Ford was anonymous. Like, uh, I think Austin Healy was saying it pre- pretty much, Tim. Someone was saying it that when they have the two of them, they just want to get them both involved as much as, they, as much as they can. Whereas when there's only one of them, they don't have that, that that real problem. Well, equally, look at actually when they were playing together. I think in sort of November time was when Leicester had an upturn in their performance. Well, Cast game is the one that I'm thinking of. Cast at, uh, at Welford Road. Uh, they played sensational rugby for yeah. first half. And actually, you just go, well, obviously Gareth Owen got injured, so we wish him the best in his recovery, but it, all being fit, you could ima- you could go, Gareth Owen, so right, you can go on the bench, and we'll have Tamura at 12 and Ford at 10. That sounds sounds like a massive upgrade. I don't I don't see the downside of it. Yeah, uh, I but, don't see But I think if you've got a 10 who's winning, don't move, don't move your 10? Mm, no. Nah. And another thing you often say, money plays... And the, uh, Ford, Tamua, Tuolagi are the most expensive players at that club. They'll be on the... F- Honestly... If they're, if they're fit, yeah. they'll be right. on the... On he, the f- let's say it was the end of the Six Nations now and Gareth Owen was fit and available, which he probably won't be with a no, dis- dislocated shoulder, so he won't be. Um, and then George Ford suddenly arrives back. You're telling me you're going to go, sorry, George. Um, what I'm saying... You're going to start on the bench. What I'm saying is, if he's back to- today, he definitely plays. But if come... So we've got this round. They've got two more rounds. Is it two more rounds, or is it is there some LV or something? Uh, no, there's 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 two more rounds of of each Premiership, and then a break, and then a break because Six Nations is on, and then the back into right. So if they continue to win, and they win well, and Tamua plays well at, at ten, I do think that there's, that there's going to be questions. Well, I, I think in fact probably, there's only one more round before. The yeah, there is. There's this round, then there's a break for two weeks. Yeah, and by which time the Six it. Nations will be done. Yeah, Six Nations is done. I think there's an argument to say if George Ford has played uh, five games in the Six Nations, why not rest him? If, yeah. If uh, if Tamu is doing well, but with that said, the game back is Leicester hosting Wasps, so I don't think they will. I think they'll play their strongest possible team. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, Worcester Leicester. Oh. If Worcester play like they did and Leicester play like they did, it'll be an absolute beatdown. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm going to go for Worcester at home. I think Leicester. I think Leicester are going to batter them. Yeah, at, just look at this weekend. Who are do limped off? Didn't play last week because oh, of yeah. an ankle injury and limped off, and they struggled to get any control over a ten. Um, they beat, oh, nine, they beat ten. Exeter a couple of weeks ago. I know. So staggeringly, this, this week they were they were. Abject. So staggeringly, Beautiful. Leicester with a five-point win could could move themselves to fifth. Yeah, and they were eighth not so long ago. Yeah, very tight. Uh, and then the final game of the week. Go to LeoVegas.com. Get your app there. Get some betting, betting and, stuff. and stuff. So let's talk about this game. <laughs> they uh, they sponsor Leicester Tigers and they uh, they help us out a bit. Yeah, stuff. So um, stuff like that. <laughs> no, they they're great. Go to leoVegas dot com and get the mobile app. Yeah, um, Bet responsibly over eighteens only. And our bet of the week is on Exeter hosting Saracens. Wow. Now I, I can't see Saracens playing as poorly. Anything near anything like as poorly as they did this weekend. Even if their injuries are as bad as they might be, they're going to play better than that. 
because their their team unit and their cohesion and their coaching and all of the good stuff that Saracens do will kick in. They have got big holes in the back row now because potentially Callum Clark and Sione Vailanu are unavailable. Yeah. Which yeah. is who who's next cab off the rank? Ben Earl? Yeah, you're probably right, actually. But put- ben Earl, who's impressed, albeit in Anglo-Welsh Cup games. So, I, I've got a funny feeling about Exeter that there might be something that they're doing which has been kind of figured out. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or to you boys prior to the podcast. You pod. did oh, two days ago, I think, on the podcast. You know, right. Uh, having said that... No, Saracens... no, no, you haven't actually said it. Because I think you, I think he might have, I think a couple of days ago he might have said it before we started recording ah, another okay. podcast. Ah, right. Yeah, so I just got a feeling that you know, in the analyst community who look at these things in far more detail than we do, that there's something extra to do with their system or the way that they've been playing. And someone has figured it out, which is why extra have gone on a run of well, bad results. Now, with that in mind, whatever all these other teams will know, Saracens also know. And you know, it's a close shave against uh, Northampton, Northampton, which prevented them losing a fourth in a row, yeah, I think, which correct. is just, just ridiculous for someone who's a team at the top of the table or second in the table. On the other hand, Saracens are not pulling up... A, uh, 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 pulling up trees. Poor performance against Leicester, and they lost seven games in all competitions in a row um, in November, December. Christ, it's like watching Dragons versus uh, Southern Kings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to call bullshit a little bit on the on the whole analysts working stuff out because no, wrong. Because that's the no no. Exeter haven't changed the way they've played, and they've played the way they've played for several years. Um, and as you say, you say all these clever analyst people have worked this thing out. It's like, well, do you, what do you think professional rugby clubs do? They have analysts and they have game tape and the players sit around and watch. They they know exactly what Exeter do. It's not new. And, and figuring stuff out, I'm not I'm not buying that. I think I think as with England at international level this weekend, uh, as with Saracens against Leicester, actually. Any team, if they're five percent off, mm-hmm. can be beaten. So, and I and I just think it's it's small things. I don't think it's a tactical. No one's nullified Exeter. It's just Exeter aren't quite playing the way Exeter well, I don't can think play. Necessarily have people been watching Exeter because people have been watching Exeter for a long, long time. It'll be the team that Exeter have played against who who figured who figured something out or or did something interesting. That that will be who 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 everyone copies. So if you see a good move or a good structure or system in the Premiership, by next week everyone else is doing it because that's the nature of the analyst role. And like you said, all these clubs have, have analysts in in house. And I think that's where a lot of rugby now is 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 when or lost. Yeah, but then I, I'll, I'll counter that by saying I think that's what England did with their line out mall against Scotland. They saw France get loads of change out of catch and drive, mm. and so England tried it and got nothing. At all, yeah. So interestingly, so I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure about this. Right. So interestingly, this this is like the weakness of analytics, right? I I think because I was speaking to a coach who was coaching uh, one of the Welsh teams, and they were saying that they used all the stats from last year to model how they're going to play for this year because a certain amount of penalties are given in a, you know, a, a certain amount of areas, and they know when the penalties will be given, and so on and so forth. And my argument to that would be that's great to do that. But what you want to be doing is then you want to come up with that game plan and give it to another set of analysts because presumably if you're all working off the same information for next year, you want the the game plan 
for next year. Does that make sense? You want it, to be playing two years in the in 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 um uh, in the future. So it does make sense. I think it's almost looking at it way too simplistically. Go on. As in, it's it's assuming that every team in the league is going to be playing one way and a set way, whereas teams play very very differently. Even even week to week, you mm. look at the way that Leicester played this weekend yep. compared to the way and it assumes all other variables ago. are constant yeah and well, the, 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 if you think about like if you start the season everyone's got the same set of stats they'll presumably build systems or use their systems to combat that set of stats or take yeah, advantage but, of it but the, but so they'll, they'll do that differently to beat the system but they'll be doing that differently for each team that each week fair. and even depending so if Matt Tamu's playing fly half compared to George Ford. Leicester are going to play in a slightly different way. They're going to kick a bit less. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's just... So I like the principle. I think it's just far too simplistic. Well, that's what I do. I would hire two coaching staffs. uh, One to plan the original uh, game plan, and then my A team to plan the plan to beat the plan. (laughs) Whereas I think what what Mark McCall and Rob Baxter will do and have based their success on is having a philosophy a style and coaching which focuses on what they do and well interesting to say that because the philosophy behind Saracens is very statistically driven in fact they 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 employ KPMG to do it for them or whoever it is Deloitte I mean that is the philosophy it is about analytics and very you know, yeah but but very you careful but, you, about, but uh, you can't tell uh, me the Saracens alt- have altered the way they've played um, they had that one shift where they went from the box kicking and kick chase game, and they sort of developed that a little bit gradually. Um, but them and Exeter have been so the the two most consistent sides in terms of the style that they play. Uh, I think with Saracens, you can see a clear development from when they started this process to where they are now, and you're probably seeing a small reversion back to what they were maybe two years ago, or trying to get there. That's that's what I'd say about Saracens. But yeah, you, generally speaking, you're right. They're they're good because they're consistent. And they focus on themselves. Yeah. So as much as the you talk about, uh, well, Saracens have the stats, you know, for like each referee and, and how long they ha- have in seconds before they give a penalty for holding on. Yeah, I mean that's how detailed it goes. But speaking to the Saracens guys, they do get packs on referees. They do get packs on players. The, I think the the majority of the stats they get is on themselves and, oh, and the work that they're doing and where their weaknesses are and mm. where their missed tackles come from and where their uh, successful carries come from. So they do. And Alex Anderson talked about that with with a couple of injuries in their back row. It affected people who were in slightly different positions than where they would anticipate themselves Didn't being. Noll say to you, this is a massive... That's who, a, sorry? Jack Noll. This, that's a massive, massive na- uh, name drop there. That they targeted Saracens on their sixth phase because that's when they thought that they would get... Uh, I, can't remember where, I can't remember what that was, but... Uh, Still, I like that. I like that. Still, no, if if you let them get, if you let them get, something like the the you, the, the success the success of break they actually they break do down the, six phases. Or the, yeah, they start. If you can keep them working for more than six phases, then you're more likely to turn the ball over or whatever. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I can't remember where we were going. But so I think there's something going on with Exeter and the way they were playing and. I think some there's something. I think teams are figuring figuring whatever they do out, and I also think that Saracens are not playing particularly well, so I can't really call well, it. Well, Exeter what, by five. Well, the, the one thing I'm saying on that, <laughs> one thing I'm saying on that to conclude is, if people are only just working out the way Exeter are playing, then they're they're stupid. Because if it's as easy as working it out, and then therefore you can uh, you can beat them, then why weren't they doing it 18 months ago when Exeter were playing exactly the same way? Who knows? Uh, Exeter by five. I think Exeter will win.
Yes, I agree with that. Exeter, Exeter by five seems to work. Yeah, Exeter by five. There you go. Get it on leovegas.com. Perfect. Otherwise, that. <laughs> right. Uh, have we got any other business? This time, in two weeks' time, we will have finished our live show. Oh, my goodness me. In Madrid. Yeah. Downfall 2018. Not the England one. Us doing a podcast <laughs> in, Mad- in Madrid. Yes. So, we've not actually spoke about this, but... For those people who unfortunately can now not make it to the podcast because they've got a flight out of there, mm. is there a facility on Bileto, that's the ticket insight, the to, get, is, to get their money back? The answer is yes, there is. Perfect. And I'll make sure it, it, it so, yeah. does happen. So yeah, if you can't make Minus it... Minus administration costs. If you can't make it, come and say hi to us uh, in O'Neill's on the Saturday afternoon. O'Neill's. Oh, everyone begins the come, game too. Come and say hi to us at the game, we'll, ha- we'll share a beer, we'll talk... The usual crap that we talk, and get your ten quid back or whatever it is from. Yeah. Uh, and also Billetto. we um, we'll see you at the game as well. And also go and get make sure you get your tickets because it sounds like they're selling up fairly quickly. Oh yeah, if you haven't got your tickets, go to the Spanish Federation of Rugby. Uh, you'll need to be able to translate it, Google Translate or other translation Apps facilities. Are um, the tickets or just were, learn Spanish. That's another learned, way of doing it. Yeah. Um, learn Spanish like Gavin, and then go to the website. Like Gavin Doyle is doing. Yeah. Very kindly <laughs> for us. <laughs> um, the tickets were about 13 euros each, something like that. So they're dirt cheap. There is unfortunately no VIP this time. Uh, so you can't get cream deals and Romanian wine. No. And I have got to the bottom of the qualification scenario. Yes. So Spain with... But with not, if they get nine points from two remaining games against Germany and Belgium, they will have qualified for the pool with Ireland, Scotland, Japan, and they, so they've got a three another. remaining games at the moment. Because the, but the Georgia game doesn't count. Doesn't, ah, right. Because so they're only competing the, against the other teams in the because ah, there's a separate there's table. A separate, there's, there's a six a na- table. There's a Six Nations table, which yeah. is this year, which Georgia are going to win, and then there is a. World Cup qualification table, which includes the five teams apart from Georgia. Okay, and Spain are currently top of that by Amazing. one by one point, thanks to their win over Romania. So, if they get nine points, then whatever Romania do, they can't be Perfect. overtaken. So, um, Belgium, they would expect to get a bonus point win. So, effectively, the game we're going to watch, if they manage to get a win against Germany, they are that is probably the biggest hurdle for them to get over to achieve qualification for. Japan, if they get a bonus point win against Germany in the game we're watching, that is a huge step, isn't it, towards them getting to Japan. And as I say, they'll be in Ireland, Scotland, and they'll be playing against the hosts in Japan. I mean, it'll, it'll be a huge moment for um, Spanish rugby. Amazing. So uh, come and on, then, Spain, and then the other team in their group will be either Romania or Samoa, who will probably play Go off through to the yeah into the repechage. Yeah! Wow, that's incredible. Uh, so I've got my uh, uh, I've got my Spain tie now. I've got a Spanish coloured tie. No, no, no an actual <laughs> yeah, actual Spain tie. I couldn't find an actual Spain tie. I've just got a. I think it's a school tie from somewhere in the UK, <laughs> but it's navy blue with with uh, with yellow and red. Very nice uh, stripes, and uh, I've got a little um, Spain uh, blazer pin. Oh, nice! Awesome. Will you be having any Spain attire on? Germany, maybe. 
Mm, ooh, maybe some German. Well, just remember, we are doing an- another live show in Zimbabwe when they finally get there. <laughs> <Yeah. together. laughs> and we'll be doing six weeks of live shows in Japan next year. Yep, and a yeah. few for the for the Sevens World Cup in San Fran. Yep. So, LTBP, all that stuff. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.